0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis, and today I have an awesome episode for you because I was asked to go on to the podcast, Two White Lights. This is another powerlifting-specific podcast hosted by Angelo Fortino and Steve DeNovi. Guys, we had an awesome conversation about what it's like for me to be a podcast host and a full-time coach and a professional powerlifter. It was just a really fun talk, honestly. (laughs) Um, It's cool because I am not used to being interviewed. I'm normally the one doing the interviews, but this was actually not even like an interview. It was literally just like a conversation amongst friends. So you will absolutely love it. Can't wait for you to hear it. Before we dive into today's episode, want to give two shout outs. Number 1 shout out is to Girls Who Powerlift, Guys, this is an apparel company that is literally for female powerlifters. If you want to look good while you powerlift, if you want to be wearing some dope leggings, cute shirts with awesome sayings on them, crop tops, um they have sports bras that look so good. I'm wearing their hoodie right now. It's comfortable. And right now y'all is cold in New Jersey. So I am very warm in this hoodie. If you want to look good while you powerlift and support a powerlifting specific female brand, please go ahead and use the link in the show notes to get yourself some merchandise. And guys, 110% is my second shout out because they make the best Pre-workout that is out there. I've been using 110% for over a year now, and this company's only been out for about two years, and it is absolutely excellent. They have pre-workout, they have protein powder, they're coming up with new supplements as we speak, and I honestly can say I use it every single day. Not only are the flavors really strong and amazing, but the ingredients are excellent quality. So. Use code SOLANA to save 10% at checkouts, and grab yourself some 110% pre-workout. All right, guys, let's dive into today's episode.
1: And as promised, I got with me a coach, powerlifting host, and powerlifter, Solana Lewis. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I am toasty my house it is cold as hell outside. So yeah, it's
1: really cold out here too. It's like 50 degrees.
0: You, oh my yeah. God. The amount of people in Texas complaining about the cold. I want to like slap all of you in the face. Like it, it's like 18 degrees <laughs> over here. Yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know
1: how soft Texans were until uh it got cold out. They're very soft. I'm going to lose a lot of listeners right now, but you know what? I'm going to say it. Cause I, I can't say it cause I'm from Houston. Or I'm I live in Houston, I'm from Illinois. You guys are soft.
2: So is that how we nerf all the how we nerf all the Texans at Raw Nationals to just make it a little bit chilly in there?
1: Yeah. Ooh.
2: Like turn on turn on a little bit more AC and we see all those dropping ten kilos off their squat.
1: I mean, yeah, might might as yeah, might as well do that for my weight class. Just uh, that won't help Delaney. That would that would actually help Delaney. Oh no, he's doing PLA, never mind.
0: I am about to say, he's okay. not even going to be there.
1: Salad. Right. <laughs> I mean, Nori, uh, Nori's used to it, but we got Solana on. And uh, you know what? I mentioned all of your titles at the beginning of the show. I'm going to ask you this just right off the bat. Which one are you most proud of?
0: Mm, coach. Definitely coaching. Why is that? And I would say coach. Yeah, I was going to say. I would say coaching because I didn't really start to focus on being a full-time online coach until like COVID hit. And in the past was was that was 2020. So it's been like a year and a half, almost two years, and like I've really built my roster. And I wanted to focus specifically on women who were like beginnerish or like intermediate getting into sport powerlifting to like make it comfortable for them to get into it and just have like a female coach that like gets was like to not know what the hell you're doing see a bunch of unrealistic stuff on Instagram and like just show them the way (laughs) to like get stronger and to have more confidence and like it's crazy because I have a business coach and we she's been helping me like with the way I like make certain posts and like the pre the person who comes to me now for coaching is specifically who I want like it's pretty much nine out of ten times a female who just started powerlifting or they've done like one or two meets and like i want to get stronger that's like always who i get now where it used to be i was reaching out to other people to get them to work with me now like they just come to me and it's been really fluid and consistent so
1: yeah yeah very nice yeah um i Has the podcast helped with that at all because now you're starting to get yourself out there more on social media has that uh given given you more of those clients
0: Yes. So my first question when I start with talking to someone for a consult is, how would you hear me? I would say like one out of five times, they say, I found your podcast. I'm like, really? Like when I started my podcast, it was because I was on a call with my business coach, right? And I was kind of complaining, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yo, like there's so many women I want to hear from. And I just keep hearing about men who I don't care about as much. And she was like, so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, God, oh, you just challenged me. Fine. And within seven days, I made the first podcast episode. I was like, we're just gonna give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And it's been fun, it's been real. Uh it's been interesting. It's hard when like you start and you're like, Do I suck? I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> but the podcast has definitely helped because people come to me and say, I heard you from the podcast, and mm-hmm. then they're my client. All
2: right, so podcasts, question 101 how many episodes before you stop re-listening to hear yourself over again?
0: Really recent, really recent. Like I'm <laughs> on number 47. I I'm a, I just recorded number 47 today. So probably like 35.
2: Because I'm sure obviously Angelo edits all of these. So he has to semi-re-listen. I think it probably, maybe, I think it probably was like eight to 10 for me before I was like, okay, I don't need to re-listen these anymore. I I, I don't sound as stupid as I thought. I can deal with this.
1: Yeah, I have actually, it didn't, So I used to edit every single part of the podcast, like I would re-listen to the entire thing, and I, right now I figured out how to like read Audacity enough where I need to edit out the sound waves of it, and then I make notes on what, because I cannot listen to myself anymore, because I hate, like I hate listening back to myself, because I'm like, man, I fucked up there, that was a good... Place to put in a question, or I didn't dig deeper. I'm like that would have been a really good thing to ask, and I just second guess myself the entire time. So I don't listen to podcasts anymore. That I that I'm on or that I recorded, like I just don't do it, and I never wanted to do it in the first place. I hate I hate how I sound.
0: It's like, yeah, the first few, the first 35, <laughs> I was listening to every single minute. And then after that, I was like, yo, this takes too long. Like, this is taking too much of my life. Like, I'm done. And I actually pay someone to edit the podcast now. I just don't even bother. Oh, wow. Uh, we got to get into some of Solana's
1: funds then because we do not have that yeah. money at Two White Lights. We got to get Marcellus to to donate again. <laughs>
0: I'll give you some info on who's doing it for me because it's quite inexpensive. Okay, nice.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, granted it would be a cost that like uh, my manager, also known as my girlfriend, uh, would be pissed off at me for because he would be like, you could easily do this yourself. That is going to be a bad expenditure, but um, I'm known for really bad business decisions. So Steve's, Steve's the business guy, as we all know.
0: Yes.
2: I would pay someone to edit my YouTube videos if I could do that though.
1: Oh, that that's, that's actually,
2: that is than. the, that is the worst thing ever.
0: That's what stopped me from getting into YouTube. I'm like, I, I can't even trying to edit a full on video. I just can't.
2: Mine aren't even bad either. Cause all I do is put a camera in front of me and talk for an hour, but it still takes me like, I don't know, three or four hours to go through it and make sure I clip it right. And then, yeah, yeah. no, that, I do like one every two months.
0: I'm about to say, you don't do it too often, so it's probably realistic for you, but if I got into it, I want to do it every week, so I'd be like, no. Nah.
2: I did do them every week, and then I realized I, I, I needed a life, and my wife wanted to see me occasionally, um, and I did realize that she needed to be uh, catered to, so I, I, I did choose my wife over YouTube weekly.
1: Oh, that's good for you. That's good. That's probably a good trade-off. Yeah, that's a good marriage right there. That's, that's nice. Yeah. But, um, so the the perfect uh, – so as far as your coaching goes, was there any specific reason why you chose, like, that democ- – I mean, I think the answer is quite obvious, but I think the listeners will probably – will maybe appreciate just your rationale behind it.
0: Yeah. So at first, I didn't target, like, just women. I was like, anyone who wants to powerlift, right? But women – kept coming to me and a lot of people kept asking woman kept asking do you only train girls you train guys too right and I was like okay maybe I should like trend just toward woman so then my business coach we were talking she was like listen if you're really 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 specific this will probably go better for you because right now your your content's just kind of like anyone who wants the power lift come here so when I start like just talking more about woman in the sport when I like made the podcast and talked about why women should powerlift like women started coming to me more often so it's really like I love training both men and women but when I niche down to just women like I will take on a man but they don't come to me When I niche down to just women like they started coming and like my roster just filled up so it's more like a business strategy (laughs)
2: That's something me and Solana have talked about. And she's actually um, on my part 2 I'm actually doing next week on YouTube for powerlifting business coaching. Um, She actually shared a lot of her kind of info and analytics because I was using her as an example because we're polar opposites. You market to women who are beginner to intermediate. I market to men who are intermediate to advance. We have a very polar opposite strategy, yet we hit those niches perfect. And it goes back to like, if you market to everyone, you market to no one. First, you need to be very specific in your target audience. And that was something we we're going to talk about. And if you look at like my analytics versus Solana's, which I'll have in my video, it is blatantly obvious um, the difference in our target audience and who is kind of consuming our content and coming to us for
1: coaching.
0: Yeah, yeah I think mine was like 88% woman. And like, they're in like the 18 to 36 year old age group. I'm like, yep, what do you want?
2: Yeah. I was so to... random. I'm going to throw this out. Random, interesting thing. I do somehow target women from 34 to 44 decently well. I don't know why that is necessarily. Um, for some reason, I think maybe because they tend to be, uh, I don't know what way to put it, um, professional minded in the sense of kind of later, they're, they're kind of born in their adulthood and they're kind of looking, looking for usually more kind of like an analytical and kind of like high end approach. And so for some reason, I I tend to have a little bit of a market with 35 to 44 year old women, whatever that reason that may be.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was about to say though, it's funny because the uh, analytics you said about the females who get coached by you is the exact opposite for listeners of two white lights. I think we're 88% male and 12% female. So that makes sense, right? I mean, I guess since I got Steve on, it became probably that demographic, even more so probably increase that
0: that makes sense actually 80 percent woman there's like five percent like what's that word where it's like just not man or woman it's like undecided or something i don't know but not, <laughs> then not, there's not, like but what non-binary don't oh, no maybe that's saying it's like seven percent men so i'm like there's five percent in there that could really just be women too and i just don't
1: know oh yeah not identified not specified that, that's spotify too we, yes. count, we count that as like non-specified like because on spotify you have to some people just don't put their gender because it's spotify like why are you putting your gender anyways but like i'm just like yeah i'm gonna count that as female just to boost up those numbers um just just, just to make sure we uh we we hit that demographic too we just Honor reports. But um yeah, that makes sense. And really now that I think of it like just going throughout powerlifting, there's not a lot of female coaches. There just isn't. And I th- I think it's because I don't know, like it would would you say as a female coach, men are really hesitant to come and get coaching from you?
0: I would say yeah, because I really never talk about (laughs) men anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally, like, you know, I have a whole group that's called Strong Women. It's woman only, right? And it's, like, (laughs) it's all about piloting for women. And, like, again, the podcast is all women. And so, like, I literally can't tell you the last time a man hit me up for coaching, like, well over a year ago. And, like, I currently have, like, three men on my roster. Two of them started before I even started piloting coaching. Like, these, like, gen pop, like, from a year Years ago and then i have one male powerlifter and then the rest are all women so i would say yeah they probably in their mind think like oh she trains girls so she can't train me and it's like i don't even care <laughs> i don't even care so it is what it is
1: yeah well that's an interesting i mean that's an interesting uh point there and it, it kind of falls into like two white lights and how like we get our guests to and that's a thing that's been come up on two white lights like Why don't you have any females on the show? I'm like, guys, I interview a lot of my friends, and I have a lot of guy friends, and I'm in a relationship, and it'll be weird if I had a lot of girlfriends, so, because, like, the guys that I have on the show have the best chemistry. We, like, go out drinking together. We work out together. We're in group chats together. We hang out, like. I'm not going to do that with a bunch of females in powerlifting because that will be outrageously disrespectful to my lovely girlfriend. Um, And, yeah, like that's like the kind of thing. But I guess with yours you have initially it's like we inadvertently became a powerlifting podcast that covers the sport. That's like that wasn't even the thing I wanted to do too. So it's like a very weird balance, but it's something that you kind of have to roll with. Like if you're a girl, you're going to attract more girls. And if you're a guy, you're going to attract more guys. That's just kind of how it goes.
0: It is. It's funny because I remember talking to Steve a while ago and I was like, you know, I get why you don't have a lot of women on the podcast. Like, how can you be all up in these girls DMs? Like, hey, like, let me learn about you. Let me talk to you a lot. Like, you're married. Like, You're married. Like, that'd be kind of weird. And it's just like, even me, like, I have to be very careful with even talking to like the men's side of power. I think I'm like, if I slide into your DMs too often... To ask you questions to get information, I might come off as thirsty just because I ask you questions only about powerlifting. Like, didn't say a word about anything weird, but I have to be very careful too. So, like, I get it. <laughs> it makes sense.
2: Well, when I was, a, I used to be a fitness manager for Gold's Gym with female trainers. We, well, we'd always ask, like, prospective clients who they'd like to go with. And the first instinct when a man wanted one of the female trainers was, like, is he going to be creepy? And that was always a thing. Like, it, it, that was just the issue is, like, probably 90% of the time it was because the man was kind of going to be creepy. And then like 10% of the time, they were a great trainer and they just liked having a female trainer. And that's always kind of the weird issue there is that a lot of times, I, I don't know if you feel that from the female end, if you have a guy reach out, sometimes you're like, is, is there uh, ulterior motives of why they want a female coach? Cause that in personal training, that was 100% an issue. I
0: was going to say in personal training, I was in person trainer, which I was for like five years. Um, totally. Like if, if what were the names? I forget. But whoever's the person who like helps assign people, if they were like, hey, like this is a male who requested a woman, I'm like, show me a picture. Does he have? Does he have social <laughs> media? Can I see it? Like, can we figure this out before I even meet him? How old is he? <laughs> What's going on here? Is he married? Like, I wanted to know. I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And there were times where like I had male client, I was like, yo, like this dude, this dude's weird. Like he clearly came to me because he wanted to stare at me and not work out. So like. <laughs> Again, it makes sense. If I were to get more male inquiries now, which I legitimately get none, um, it wouldn't creep me out because online coaching. So it's like how much of me can you really see online? So now I wouldn't. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's, it is an interesting concept. And I, I think people are scared to talk about too because I think everyone wants to like always say that they're open to everything, but there's a reality of it. And the reality is you just simply can't you you kind of have to stereotype sometimes, you know? Like, you have to stereotype men and women. Like, you have to see, like, what their trends are and, and how they actually behave because that's important. Like, that is – and what you said, Steve, like, yeah, that – that it does happen. We all know it. We all go to a gym, a commercial gym in There's creepy dudes there, you know? <laughs> we have to stereotype men. You just have to do it, and I think – Same applies the other side there where we like we would get comments like, well, when you have females on, you know, there seems to be a little bit of a wall there. And when you have males on, you know, you know exactly everything about them. Like, yeah, because I talk to them like every day. Like they told me what was happening every single day of their lives. Like they I know this because they literally tell me these things like it'll be. I mean, I do get good morning texts from a lot of my guy friends. Like if I if I if I get a good morning text from another female podcaster, my girlfriend would be like, "What the fuck is this?" And there'll be a problem. So,
0: <laughs> dude, well. it's true though. It's true. It's like how much can I really get to know about you without being all over your page and all up in your DMs? Like, so it's always gonna be that's again. If you haven't noticed, I've only had one mail on the podcast. That was Ray Williams. Yeah, I will you, make an <laughs>
1: exception for Ray. Williams. Yeah, you can't you can't pass that one up.
0: I was like, because I met him, and like, I got to interview him at the Virginia Pro. So I was like, oh, we already talked. Like, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, it's been just women. And I'm trying to keep it mostly women. Mostly for that reason, too. It's like, if I have a man on, I'm not going to know as much. I can do my research. But, like, I'm not going to ask you a lot of questions and, like, talk to you a lot beforehand. So it's going to be, like, very generic. And after a while, it's like, yo, how many times can you be like, so how did you get into powerlifting? Exactly. That's so how long have you been been lifting?
1: That's exactly why two white lights doesn't <laughs> have a lot of interviews anymore. Like we don't actually this I don't even like this is an interview, but you can see like you're a podcast host. We are we have an understanding on how to talk in an online format on a podcast. Like we have that understanding. This I wouldn't even qualify this as an interview. We're like not grilling each other with questions. Here's more of a conversation. Interviews are starting to die down in two white lights because like i I get bored of them and they're not as interesting as just us talking about the sport. Have have you, I get it? Yeah. Have okay. you have you thought about potentially like kind of pivoting towards that in, in your podcast? Because aside from the Virginia Pro um, preview show, which you did with Kay, and one of my favorite people in powerlifting is her, and uh, it was yeah, it was great to see her on a podcast. I love her. she has got to come on too. I like soon because she's, like very similar. Like we, when we get going, it's just like. Constant um, banter, and that's like, exactly what we're looking for. But have you thought about like pivoting towards that coverage of powerlifting, similar to a Two White Lights or a King of Lifts, or you want to stick it strictly to interviews?
0: I have thought about that, making it less interviewy and more like covering the sport more. But again, I need the right co-host, so it's been on my mind a lot more. Um, and especially like, hold on one second. I'm just gonna pick him out real quick. I'm sorry, he's killing me. <laughs> All good. I got him two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> All good. Uh, ba- uh, uh, podcasting, uh, podcasting narration. Solana is taking her cat outside of a house or outside of her room, and now she is back into her seat. <laughs> that way, I don't have to edit <laughs> out Any the who, air. So,
0: exactly. Anyway, so yeah, I thought about it, but I need like the right co-host for it, and it also I think it'd be cool because, like example the arnold's coming up and i would love to do some previews for the arnold's mostly for the woman's side because again who else is going to do it i'm sure you guys will do it and you'll again you'll hide the men really well and you'll hide some of the women but you won't know as much right so it'd be cool if i could like hide the woman's side a bit more and then it's just like more even um but again yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna have to brainstorm some people y'all because i'm also kind of in a space for like i hit up people for like these interviews and I'm sick of the anxiety, <laughs> wondering how, if it will suck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, will this suck? And, like, the ones that go really, really well, like, I've been DMing this person because we're friends for, like, months. And those are ones that go excellent. And then the ones that are, like, really stale is, like, well, I know you're great, but, like, you don't know I exist. I had to, like, introduce myself to, like, do this, do this with you. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Well, so, official on Two White Lights Solana Lewis taking applications for possible co-hosts in the future. I've actually thinking about it. I've got someone, I'm not going to say the name in case I say it to you and you're like, eh, so I'll say it after the podcast. So remind me, but I do have someone I, I think could possibly be a good for you. If not on, and then see kind of how you guys kind of vibe, but we'll see. I, Cause like, I mean, Angela attests to it. It was a game changer when we could be able to kind of banter back and forth and kind of have that relationship. Cause it's just, it's just more fun to listen to two people go back and forth than one. Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. I I'm like whenever someone comments on like my personal, like the ones that are just me, I'm like having a heart attack. I'm like, are you going to say it sucks? Are you going to say it sucked? Oh my God, what are you <laughs> going to say? <laughs> so far, no one said it sucked. Everyone's been nice, but I'm still like, oh, mm, it could be better.
1: <laughs> yeah well i definitely got people for like if you have a preview show there's people that i think would be great for it. and actually have reached out to two white lights um to, to specifically do the female so yeah, i can definitely give you some names there if you're looking to open up on that and yeah it's just it's it's an interesting thing that kind of comes into um kind of the evolution of like what you're doing as someone who's trying to give back to the sport in a way or cover the sport Right. Cause I mean, two white lights started that way interview based. And then we kind of had more, we had better opportunity and it's more beneficial for powerlifting to cover the sport as a whole. Um, but I gotta ask this as a lifter, does it ever get a little bit weird for you? Like, cause you're a competitive lifter and I'm assuming you want to continue to rise in the ranks and then also be the podcast host.
0: Hmm. Good question. um, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Like there are specific people who I think it'd be weird, and they have yet to be on the podcast. <laughs> so therefore, no. Are you? Are <laughs> but, like, are you it saying it because competition? Wall. Are you saying it's because of competition, Wait,
1: or are you saying it's because it's your competition, or how would it be weird? I guess, yes.
0: Be, uh... Weird, like we have the exact same goal, like. People who are also full-time coaches slash my weight class. Like, it's just a little weird for me. You know, it's like we're talking about stuff. and It's like we have the same goals and we have the same target. And like, I don't know. So it's not like I see anyone as a rival. I do not see anyone as a rival. But to invite someone on who's extremely similar to me, I just would find it kind of weird. So. (laughs) Yeah yeah and for you it has to be weird right like for you so i mentioned this in my preview show for the virginia pro i was like angelo like always like shits on himself like when he's talking about how he's gonna do and i'm like i don't know why but i do know why it's really weird to like rank yourself top five or like rank yourself top three it's weird
1: yeah it's fucking terrible it's like it's the most it is an awkward situation to be in like Um, of course I want to be top five, but I don't know. Like I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote myself on two white lights, you know, like that'll be, if we do previews and Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm putting myself in there. Like what the fuck? Like, is he tagging himself in the post that he made on two white lights? (laughs) Like, it's such a weird thing. And I try, if I'm doing a preview, it's like, you know what? Hopefully there's another media, uh, thing that will cover the event that I'm in. Right. And that could actually provide a further analysis on me um because it's just like steve like steve telling me like yeah i think you're gonna suck at the virginia pro and then me like kind of having to agree with him it's like well i know you know that i'm not having a good training because you know it like you and so it's a it's a strange concept um to really like tackle and but we kind of have to do it we're at a weird point where we have to
0: yeah and then again, it has to be super just annoying because like when, and when I rank you, I think I ranked you like four or something. And I was like, well, I'm happy someone ranked them because no one was going to do it. So <laughs> I'll do it.
2: Speaking like, of your rankings, I mean, you underrated Austin Perkins.
0: Oh, totally. Did he complain? So bad. Did he? Complain? Why? Did he complain? Why
2: would you do that? Did he Why would you <laughs> continue to allow him to have the narrative that he's underrated? You're to blame <laughs> for this.
0: i did but why because because sometimes he doesn't do what he can do on the platform all right (laughs) and so and that's just you lie
2: and you say he always does what he does on the platform. He's the best lifter in the world, and we have to speak that narrative so he can never again say he's underrated.
1: He'll look for he's something. He's an excellent lifter. <laughs> He'll look for something to say it. Because he always, he's. I think he listens to 2 My just a fish for me saying that he is like being overlooked and underrated. Like, I think he's just like, I think that's, which by the way, that's just one, that just helps our rating by one. So if I could continue to potentially pepper that in an episode and see if he fish is like searching for it like a toy in a cereal box, I'll keep doing it.
0: <laughs> but- well you know guys to be honest i don't even think austin perkins knows my name knows i have a podcast and what's hilarious too is like after because in the virginia pro preview show like freaking leo the co-host that was with me asked me about my rankings again i was like why you gotta make me say this out loud over the loudspeaker <laughs> when you know they can hear it That's- so i said it again i like let- i was on the loudspeaker while y'all were warming up <laughs> i'm like i know he heard me say I don't think he'll. I don't know why I said. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't put him in top five at all. And I was like, you know, I'm going to avoid this guy. Like when I tell <laughs> you, I did not make eye contact and look at him. Well, throughout the entire day.
1: It is an interesting thing, too. I mean, because we're you're a high, you're a competitive lifter, and highly competitive lifter who's at these national meets. Is a, a I,
2: professional, a professional I'm sorry, power lifter. I,
1: fr- I, I actually Let, let's get this cow. right. I you are a pro. You're a professional. I, app- I actually of all people to miss that it's me. That's ironic. Um, but <laughs> I've been calling hey, myself. I pro- Yeah, I've been calling myself pro for the long. I self. I gave myself a nickname. But um, it, like you're you're at these meets. You're at the big meets. You're going to be at the Arnold. You're here, and then like people listen to media now. People listen to it, and. Like, you might have to face the people that you say is going to drop out of the top five. And you might have not said something so kind about them. I remember f- fucking Justin Rogers I just said on the podcast that his technique needs a lot of work. And he, and he was legit like, yo, what the fuck? Like, not mad at me, but, like, he listened to it, obviously. And he's sending me shit, like, of his big lifts. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I forgot. I'm going to see all these people. And I converse with all these people. And I'm friends with all these people. And... I'm going to have to like bite the bullet whenever I see them because they will see me at the big meets. It's we're in a we're in a weird position in the sport because we don't have like a skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith to go and talk some shit about other athletes and we have to prove them wrong. And it's just like the other high level athletes are having to talk shit about other high level athletes.
0: So what's funny is this was something that made me like hesitate for a second to make a podcast. I was like, there will come a time where I'm doing a preview and I'm going to rank someone lower than they want. And I'm going to say someone's technique is trash and I'm going to say something and they will hate me, talk about me and I don't want to stereotype my own gender, but they may freeze me. I feel like women would more likely freeze me out if they got upset. Whereas men, like you said, would like, hit you up in the DMs like, what the hell, mm-hmm. right? Like, I wouldn't get that text. They were like, someone's just going to talk about me somewhere else. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying um not that I necessarily know of it happening because they're not gonna tell me but like I can say like after example after the showdown meet when I did the recap like there are people who like didn't do well and like me and Liz I was with Liz Fortress we talked about the people who did not do well why we think didn't do well why their attempt selection was trash and I'm like these people and like these are people who I was DMing some of them I had on for interviews I was like I don't know if I can ever DM them again. Okay, I hope <laughs> we
1: didn't listen. <laughs> well we'll Steve. Well, yeah, well Steve's in a good position because he can talk all the shit he wants and it just gets blamed on me. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs>
0: like, Wait, did John Hag, didn't he call you Steve?
1: That people talk well, about that, that
2: was a troll, because he knows who oh, I okay. am. And <laughs> Angelo. Disturbed. Yeah. He was trolling Angelo by making Angelo feel like he didn't know who he was.
1: Yes. Well, people say the fist bump thing. That was the... I. All right. So the fist bump thing, I'm like, okay. He fucking stunned me on the fist bump. Everyone saw it in the live stream. I knew I'd become a meme. Like, in the moment, you can see my eyes. Like, I'm about to be a When he said that, when he sat down and said, are you Steve Danovi?" Part of me died. Like, that was, like, the best. He, like, fucking dunked <laughs> on me so hard. And no one's really talking about that one. And in the moment, I'm like you motherfucker. I'm like, that was a good one. And I knew he's going to come up with some joke to sit down because I think he's mad at me because I keep on calling him Hol- Homelander. I guess he doesn't think that's a compliment. <laughs> but he that.
0: is so Homelander. Like he is. <laughs> Wait,
1: I have a, I want to get him on the show, so I don't want to ruin it. So when he was in the USAPL IPF, he was captain America. USPA WRPF. He's Homelander that's the divide that's a I, I think
2: it's a decent comparison
1: right Hilarious. you said it not me because i'm <laughs> yeah. I'm the good guy he likes me not yeah you. i i don't know i might be a weirdo who like because i like the show the boys and i think homelander's an amazing character in it so i'm like why doesn't he think that's a compliment and then i watch watched the boys I'm like oh he's the worst villain ever he's a horrible horrible human say... with like Aryan views <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that's why he doesn't appreciate I the, uh... <laughs> oh, like
0: i've seen every episode of the boys i'm like it's not a compliment, actually. Yeah, keep At on all. Say- Yeah, keep on saying it <laughs> like it's so a compliment.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so wait, I already asked you about how long it took you to stop listening to your podcast over. Have you gotten to the point where you stopped to care about filtering yourself and you're just like, I'm just going to say what I say and who cares anymore? Have you gotten I'm to that praying,
0: point? I'm praying the day comes soon. It has not yet come. I wish it was you already. No, I'm definitely still like, oh, let me say this nicer, and oh, let me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dance around my words, but I'm like, I'm definitely not as blunt as I want to be. I yes,
1: I I think that's because now I think if you transition that from the interview style of podcasting, you that's where it'll change. You know, like I think for a while when I was like, oh, the two white lights wouldn't exist if guests weren't coming on because it was just me doing it. So I'm like, if I burn bridges, then I can't do a podcast. Like, now we're like, let's burn some bridges because if we don't have a guest on, we can just continuously talk about what we want to talk about. Um, but I think there's a point, though, that something that pisses you off enough where you just talk shit. I could tell you the exact moment for me, and it was um, the episode, the first time I had uh, Gage Carry-On on on because I was so pissed off at the interview that was done by King of Lifts where it was Pug, Austin, Taylor Atwood, and C. I thought it was the shittiest, like, trash talk of all time. And they kind of made Gage a butt of a joke, and I was pissed off about it. And I'm like, I'm going to talk shit about King of the Lifts. I'm going to talk shit about all these lifters. Taylor Atwood doesn't know the fuck I am, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Pug, like <laughs> Pug, Perkins, C. I'm just going to make fun. I mean, really, I just made fun of Pug and King of Lifts. That was about it. And... I'm like, I, at this point, I don't give a shit. Like, that, I, I think there's a point where your opinions and, like, the hot-headed nature of, like, people who have podcasts, because people who have podcasts like to talk, it just, it overrides the relationships you want to have. And Pug came on the show immediately after, so I guess I was wrong about that. He said, yeah, I love the right sh- that I lo- and Taylor? Yeah, I, he's like, I love, the show, saying, by the, Taylor,
0: I love the show, the way. And Taylor, like on the show. Yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's. I can tell you my exact moment. My exact moment was there was a certain competitor that we ranked a little bit lower than they thought they'd be. We were called sexist for that, and that competitor placed exactly where we said they would be. At that moment, I decided there is nothing I can do anymore to make everyone happy if I'm just going to be right. I'm right. I'm going to be sexist. So, therefore, I'm just going to say whatever I want anymore. It doesn't matter. Like, if someone wants to cancel me, they're going (laughs) to
1: Oh, yeah. Also, the one – because we made too many assumptions. Like, yeah, that was literally predicting. We assumed – something like do you guys i'm like i mean come on it's a prediction that's literally what an assumption is right unless unless that's not a synonym of prediction assumption i think it's an educated and guess on something kind so.
2: of that assumption was very right
1: yeah so. no you're you're yeah i i do remember that so yeah i think there's a point there where you stop but i think when you like you when you have a show where it's no longer you have to rely on guests you could kind of have that freedom to say things and um, I always tell people, this is what powerlifters talk about. We're just putting it on a podcast.
0: Word. And, again, I hope that day comes for me soon, where I stop caring. That day will come on co-host. So that's when it's going to come. But what makes me laugh is, like, <laughs> if this was not a sport that was, like, on TV – Like, no one, like, if this was basketball, no one would be like, oh, my God, the news anchor said this about me. I'm going to DM him. Like, that would never happen. It's just hilarious because we're trying to make the sport be greater. So we're talking about it. And then we get, like, crap because, but you didn't say this thing about me. You weren't nice. It's like, bro, like, just let me talk about the rankings and if you don't like it then prove me wrong and just shut up about it mm-hmm. like please just shut up
1: <laughs> well I mean I was about to say like you say that about uh, about uh basketball I'm like I think Kevin Durant made a burner account to make sure people didn't talk shit about him so I guess it's not they're not impervious to uh <laughs> yeah take that Kevin Durant I just called you out come on p- two white lights and discuss it I'm sure he listens, but yeah, um, sure. like he, like I was about to say, yeah, he'll totally, come. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll totally come on the show and talk powerlifting with us. But, uh, like that, yeah, it like, it, you know, it does get to athletes too, but I think we're just so small in the sport and such a small, like community that it just gets around, but it's something that people obviously want to listen to. Like there was this weird thing in powerlifting where people said the sport is about picking each other up and encouraging each other. I'm like, it's not what the sport's about. I understand what you're saying. I like the community aspect. The community sure is about encouraging others. That's an aspect of the sh- sport that happens, but it's not so much what the sport is about. Like that's not the end game in powerlifting. That's not how you decide a winner. It's it's a sport like anything
2: especially,
1: else. Well, especially at the high end. I would say at the local level, I would love
2: to see everyone support each other at a meet at the local level. I don't think there's any reason why anyone needs to be ultra competitive by beating someone at a local meet but at the ultra highest level of competing in nationals this is this we're trying to be an elite level sport like that's the goal these are the best competitors in the world if some of them don't like each other that's okay um if some of them talk crap on each other that's probably more interesting than everyone being nice like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why the most popular instagram accounts are the ones that usually you're talking crap on each other and there's a reason why derek Thistlewait's episode is our most popular last year not because he was super nice and agreeable to everyone
0: no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Would that make sense? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, Two White Lights wouldn't be good if it was a show just about positivity. Like, no one really wants to hear that, but also it's not genuine either. People aren't positive, you know? Like, it's not a, like... it's not a thing that you're always going to be. You're, you're going to be jaded sometimes. You're going to be cynical sometimes. That's And if you look at everything controversy is what sells, but also... It's not even so much controversy, because contro- being controversial for the sake of being controversial sucks. It's like just the most disingenuous shit. It That's why I was so mad at the King of Lifts episode with Gage. I'm just like... They were trying to be controversial and, and like prompt shit talk, and that's why it sucked. Like, I thought it was terrible, and that's why I said it. But people, I don't think... They like controversy because it's genuine. They like when people are actually being true to what they say as opposed to like trying to act it out.
0: I agree. And like, so what's funny is like, so the people who get upset that we're, or that you guys aren't always just talking positive stuff and holding hands and singing about here And like, you actually talk about like who might not do well, et cetera. Like the people who get mad about it, like you gave them something to talk about when they're training. Like I hear people, I've heard people in my gym not appreciate something you said and like talk about it for her training session. I'm like, at least he gave something for y'all to talk about for the whole training session. I mean, he just gave you an hour conversation. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> like yeah. Y'all have been sitting here bored if we didn't have that. Right. Well, if so. I
1: knew, if I knew that I would be so fucking psyched. Like if they were like talking for an hour <laughs> about something that I said on a podcast and they were just like going, I would be, I'm like, this is perfect for me. Cause this is, I, cause I'm a massive sports fan. This is what we do. We like we watch sports. They talk about it on Sports Center. You're like this fucking idiot doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he doesn't know football. He doesn't know baseball. He doesn't know the sport. And we're sitting there at the bar talking about it. And they're like, yeah. And ESPN's like, yeah, mission accomplished, dickhead. You guys didn't even just realize that this is why you tune into ESPN so you could watch it, mm-hmm. get pissed off about what we say, and then talk about it with your friends, like. It's just yeah, like if if I ever see that be like mission accomplished. I can I can I can go to sleep happy tonight knowing that my podcast was one listened to and two they actually like listened to enough of it where they developed an opinion on it.
0: See? It's a good thing. I'll get more bold, I promise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean if you don't we'll just uh take care of that for you. But uh, um for and then you can blame it on Angela yeah. if
2: you're you right now, understand? You can say whatever you want on this podcast and Angelo will get blamed. I can get blamed to an extent now, but you will not be blamed. So say whatever you want now and it will be our fault. Yeah.
0: My scapegoat.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, we that's two white lights, your scapegoat. That's that's going to be our uh tagline from now on. But I mean, and also I always I I I say this but I kind of dig my grave by defending myself by being more insulting in the process. So <laughs> Like, even if I didn't say it, I'm like, well, I'm going to dig a deeper grave for myself. For, uh, this is something I want to hey. ask, like, for you as a competitor, is there a fear of you, like, being known more as the coach slash podcaster as opposed to the lifter? Like, did you get into the sport knowing that you were going to be a coach and podcaster, or did you get into the sport knowing that you're going to be a lifter? Well, definitely
0: had no idea i I'd be a coach or a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I started powerlifting when I was like a f- sophomore in college, so it wasn't even like really I was like barely a trainer yet. Um, but I wouldn't say that is year um I don't really I'm not say I don't care, but I don't really put that much on me being an, a competitive athlete because I'm a coach and podcaster. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wouldn't mind being known as more of a coach and podcaster. I really wouldn't. And, like, if people are like, oh, like, she's, you know, I'm not that competitive. She's just a coach podcast. That's fine. That's huh. fine. Like, I don't need King of the Lists to repost me. I don't, like, I don't care that much. <laughs> I mean, it will probably give me some more, like, followers, which would help me with the podcast. So, like, for that reason, I would care. But, like, as an athlete, I don't care that much about how many people know me as an athlete. I want to do the best that I can. Mm. I don't need the acknowledgement from other people. I don't. Steve, I don't think
2: well, when you say best you can, well, go ahead.
1: No, I'll, no, you can finish your thought. I'll ask you the question.
2: Okay. Well, I was going to lead into this because again, you're a professional power lifter. If people are listening to this podcast, they don't realize who Solana Lewis is. I think you, was it. You fourth at Ron Hats yeah. last year. Fourth. Okay. Good. Bad journalism taking control here. Um, <laughs> had another meet did even better. I see the chiseled fall finale, 986 total. Um, What's your plans? How's training going? What weight class are you going to? What's the goals for this year?
0: yeah all right weight class 67 like there was no chance i could do 60 like i really thought about this for a week i was like could i cut to 60 like y'all want to see me at 60 i'd be bitter and angry i'd be so skinny like i'm not sure i'm just gonna
2: say straight up but i hope you take this as a compliment when i saw you at the bringer fell i was like holy cow she's jacked i didn't realize she was this jacked
0: that is the best compliment i've ever had (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like I know myself. Like I walk around right now, one forty-five. I can't no. So I'll be doing it sixty-seven um, goals. Okay, so you know my coach is Brad. You know Brad well. I got the like, greatest strength. I know I strength hoodie on right now. Mine's in the mail. I should get mine in two days. So that's exciting. Um, but we're trying to get my deadlift under control. So I will tell. You, I'm gonna be very open and honest with y'all. It's actually really sad. I was like c- talking to Brad about it last, night, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so upset." I have not pr'd a deadlift in competition in three and a half years.
1: Oh, geez. Well, you're. I mean, Jamal Browner hasn't either. So there's there's that. I mean, think about it.
0: <laughs> okay, but like he's Jamal. Whatever. Like he's doing a I'm, thousand I'm, yeah, and sixty-five but I'm pounds. <laughs> <laughs> in the gym but like it it's happens, like my my best sorry um my best lift technically is lift but it has tanked so much and if you're looking at my open product thing steve i don't know if that's what you're looking at but you'll see it you'll see yeah. that line it's the very depressing line on the right side of the screen so my goal this year is to not tank my deadlift like literally like I definitely next meet me to total over a thousand pounds like I can't believe I haven't done that yet it's actually sad um gonna hit ninety four or something so I would definitely total over a thousand but I just need a meet where I have enough energy to finish out deadlifts we've made a lot of changes to my programming um we learned in my prep for the fall finale that we have to like taper my deadlift way earlier than my squat because when I started like squat and my has been going really well and like the last three weeks out from the meet like my deadlift just tanked like I couldn't pull more than 365 and I paid 450 in the gym which in the gym doesn't count and competitions 424 but I like couldn't pull more than 365 at all so we're like okay we're gonna like tapered deadlifts earlier we're gonna push out squat a little bit longer see how that goes so really my goal if i'll just be so happy if i can figure out how to like have enough energy for deadlifts at the end of a meet and just toll over a thousand that's it for now like i have numbers i want to hit but like if i don't just toll a thousand and not fail at deadlifting thing <laughs> i'll be happy with just that so yeah
2: now have you felt what were you walking around at when you were competing at 63
0: 142
2: so have you noticed anything kind of benefits of the kind of slow weight gain going up so far or not really yet
0: Not really yet, which is the conversation I had with Brad last night. I was like, Brad, how am I walking heavier? And my lifts, like, I compared them to my prep for the fall finale. I'm like, my lifts are close to the same. I did get some small rep PRs. But, like, the percentage is so small that I'm like, I just thought it'd be higher with me being heavier. But, you know, we'll see.
2: You might see that, like, I... I this is a completely working theory, but I, I tell some people kind of have like set points. Like for me, my set points are around 191. Like all of a sudden, when I hit 191, my lifts go crazy, but anything below 191 to like 180, I stay the same and it doesn't really help. So I kind of wonder if you're going to kind of find this kind of point where you hit like, let's say, like 147 or 148, where things just kind of shoot up from there. Because even like Angelo, I, Angelo's been kind of like that 180 to 183. I kind of wonder what happens if, if he's going to eventually find kind of this marker at like 186, 187, if he learns how to to eat um where he kind of gets this like this boost where we see a lot of these people kind of get these newbie gains again but again he's, he's got to learn how to eat again he's got to learn how to eat first
0: well i have no problem eating like i will walk into arnold's at 148 so and i'm 145 like 0.0 so that's five and a half weeks away i will be 148 i'm eating a lot of food and so i think what'll be exciting is how i perform on meat day being 148 you know i've been 138 for seven years, on meet day, actually, I weigh in light always. I wouldn't be like one thirty six, one thirty five every meet. Mm. So that'll be cool.
1: So, so then, in the landscape of your weight class, where do you where do you see yourself? Is there any goals like you know getting still continuing the top five, or is the goal this year to break into that top three?
0: Listen, okay, this is my problem. <laughs> they combine these weight classes. I think sixty-seven will be the most competitive weight class on the woman's side. Um, like they took sixty-nine and sixty-three and put them together. Like I have sixty-nines that I used to go to bed at night and thank the Lord I would never compete with them. Now I have to compete with them. So everything is different. Like, bro, I don't even know if i make prime time for nats. That. That's top ten. I don't even know. Because yeah. We have so many people from 69 coming down, I have no idea. I gotta just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, will I even be top 10? Who knows? Everything's different now.
1: Uh, so when they changed the weight classes, were you like okay with it? Because I know 93 kilo men, 63 kilo women, and what was the other weight class? Was it 69 kilo women who were like what, like this is and 50, I, I think oh, it's yeah. 57 no. through 69. 57?
0: No um no, it's really just 57, 56 no. yeah yeah
2: that was just really 50 or 63 women and 93 men that was really the only ones that seemed to have a, a notable issue
0: yeah so were you, I think were you on that side were then? pissed because they just got
1: it yeah i think that's yeah. up too. they got the new weight class so it's like they might have to cut now which sucks but were you like were you one of like well this sucks in the sense where it hurts you in competition or are you on the other side where it's like well i kind of get the new weight classes
0: I was torn at first, but you know what? I really am kind of happy I get to gain weight. I thought I would be allowed to gain weight till I died. Um, like, really? I thought I'd never be allowed to gain weight till the day I died. Because I was like, if I ever try to be 69, like, these, I mean, the top five at Nats, I'm nowhere near them. So I was like, for 69. So I was like, no i guess i'll just permanently be here and be kind of hungry all the time so i'm happy i get to gain weight um i'm not happy with the fact that i started calculating my numbers and like the total i have to get to hit the dots that i got the last meet is ridiculous because i'm now 10 pounds heavier Mm -hmm. so i'm like wow i have to get way stronger to match my dots So like, I'm not happy from a competitive standpoint, but I'm happy as a human being outside of the sport, I get to eat food.
1: Yeah, I think that's what the conclusion me and Steve came to is like, at a point, I think people are just gonna be happy to be heavier. Like they just get to healthy, like in a healthy way, just gain a little bit of weight and not have to like constantly monitor their weight at a certain, at a specific uh, weight Like, there was points where it's like, we can't get over this weight, and we can't get under this weight, so we have to say that And that's that's challenging. It's not so much like you're not – it's just challenging to do. Sometimes you just go on vacation, and you eat too much, or you eat too little. I lose weight on vacations always. Like, I cannot eat enough food on vacations.
0: Well, it's funny, too. It's like, I I lose weight really easy, so it's crazy. Like, now, if I miss a meal, like, I wake up three pounds lighter, Mm -hmm. so –
1: Yeah, I mean, that might explain the training, like the the travel that I'm doing for two white lights is like that makes me lose. Like, that's another reason why I lose weight. It's like I sometimes just can't get my last meal in and or like during commentating, like, I mean, Steve, you got an experience of it. Like we can only really have one meal and not a whole lot of water either either, the entire time. So like I'm
2: calling you out on something and Joe's going to hear this. I'm sitting there like starving at five o'clock and I'm like, dude you want to go to dinner and you're you're not really like rushing to it and then we even get to dinner and about, I I want to order something like eh, hey, I'm not really hungry yet and then like eight or nine glo- clock rolls around and you get like something small and then that's it for the night yeah so I'm calling you out right there yeah I'm well, calling you out yes because I'm I had in the Miami. same opportunities <laughs> as you did and I ate more calories
1: yeah you ate more calories but we're in Miami like I don't want to go and have dinner when I'm in Miami and like have my full fucking thousand or twenty hundred twelve hundred calorie dinner
2: i lost weight in miami yeah
1: me too i came back lighter i came
2: shredded yeah because you're so
1: fucking good (laughs) i look good coming back too so that that's
2: that's joe stanick's current biggest dilemma is getting his uh angelo and austin to eat that's the hardest part of his entire job
0: yeah. Well, I'm happy you brought that up, because I was going <laughs> to ask you, like, with all the travel, I see you traveling a lot, mm. and what's crazy is, like, I want to get into traveling more to do stuff like commentary, or even, I'm traveling just to referee really soon. Uh, well, like, actually, it's after Arnold, so it's not really soon. It's, like, two months. But anyways, so it's, like, with all the traveling, like, is it hard for you to, like, be consistent with training? Because, like, you are a very strong lifter, and I'm, like, my my training sessions suck whenever I travel. Like, they are horrible.
1: Um... Well, one, your first point that if you want to travel more, I uh, might have to talk to you later about potentially getting you onto uh, potentially a commentating crew for these other meets. So um, we'll have to discuss that. Um, two, uh, the training sessions go well. I'm just, you know, fatigued and drained. Talking for the entire day, like, is people don't understand it does drain you. Like, it 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 actually does expend energy to talk the entire time and keep that energy the entire time, too. It's like we're not trying to speak monotone here. We're trying to provide some enthusiasm to the meet. And then training at, like, the gym that you have the meet at at, like, 8 o'clock at night. And then training up until 1130 midnight. Yeah, it's hard, but it's not so much difficult being consistent. Like, I haven't really missed a beat with my actual scheduled workouts we've hit our all of our rps we haven't had to dial anything back yet so we've been good so far i think uh the the big thing has been the eating part like that's kind of the issue and also it's uh, it's like a kid too like whenever you're out having fun you don't want to stop and like do your actual chores and the chore to me is eating a lot of food like it's no problem eating like a ton of food like it's just i you don't want to you know, you'd rather just kind of sit there and enjoy your time when you're out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that, uh, like, we had to do some changes, though. Like, training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and take Saturday, Sunday off for the meet. Like, that is uh, the change we made for when I did hybrid, uh, when I went back to Illinois. Not for um, commentating, but for Christmas. Like, I wanted to spend that Christmas day with my family because I don't get to see them that often. Uh, train that Friday instead of Saturday. And I think we'll have to improvise a lot that way. But yeah, I, me and Joe had a conversation about the amount of traveling that I'm doing and, you know, kind of, uh, kind of advising like not to take all the meets. you know, like it's, it will eventually run its toll on me.
0: And that makes sense. That's definitely, I don't know if it's a fear I have. Cause I honestly, like I wouldn't mind competing I don't even know why I'm doing the Arnold's, guys. Like, literally, I should have just done that. <laughs> but I was like, I have FOMO, and then I signed up. Like, straight up. I have FOMO. I texted Brad. I was like, Brad, should I do it? He was like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, we're doing it. But <laughs> well, I think I'll need to get down to two minutes max. Yeah, well, I mean, the, like the
1: Arnold is the same thing for me. Like, when we signed up as a placeholder. Uh, Steve, like Steve told me, like, wait, no, sign up for the Arnold right now. It's like it's open. It's like, and then if you know, you could even pull out later. And I, I pull, I pulled in for a placeholder. Then I f- found out that I could be in the Grand Prix. I'm like, like that is my that is that is I. You know, I put like things that I want to do in powerlifting, nationals like top three or podium, uh win nationals, do IPF Worlds, Grand Prix was on there. So it's like that's potentially there for me. I still don't have any confirmation that I'm doing it, but you know, it's a thing that I've always wanted to do in powerlifting, and I can't pass it up. Like, that was me. I was like, eh, Arnold, maybe just do Nationals to, to rely on how my body feels and all that stuff.
2: So, we've mentioned until I like, Sonny you may have listened to it, but uh, if you didn't know, starting next year, Nationals supposedly is going back to October. So, it makes the whole arnold Dash nationals thing much better which i think they need to do that they're they're doing that for multiple reasons but one of the biggest is like the pro series for it to make sense they need to be separated yeah especially since like you are required to do nationals and then arnold's going to be the finale They, they need to be like the six month gap again um so yeah they're supposedly switching that back so it makes it a lot easier for everyone again and in reality all you need to do each year is the arnold and nationals because those are your two you can get points at both and that's your two meets every year
0: That makes me very happy because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm not happy with the fact that I feel like I'll compete and be in the gym the next day. Like, well, here we are. (laughs) We're in prep 12 weeks out. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a difficult thing. And I I figured they would change it. Like that was getting to be a little bit uh, difficult to do. And I think granted it may, may uh, have people be a little smarter with their training. Like we talked about with Garrett on the Twitch live podcast, uh, he's like well if you have more competitions you will actually have to be wise with your training and not do dumb shit um and jump into you know or like hit stupid numbers in the gym or just try to really overreach in the gym you might uh hold yourself back a little bit for the WRPF pro but um yeah we'll see how that uh, uh turns out uh so for a person who's you know really uh involved in the sport we am going to ask you two questions we're going to answer one um we're going to answer one and hear your explanation, and then pretend on your answer what the second question is going to be. What is your favorite thing about powerlifting currently?
0: Mm, my favorite thing about powerlifting currently? I think, I mean, obviously, because I'm a USAPL, so I'm going to have the bias. But like, I just like the direction we're going in right now with trying to elevate it, and like people who are actually really strong are like going to be doing professional quote, unquote, professional meets. And, like, we're trying to really make the meats re- like, really good looking, just like the pro was. It looked excellent. Everyone, like, it felt like you were at a high level meet, then you at your local meat in your mom's basement or, like, at the freaking gym. So I just love that because I love the experience. Like, the experience is supposed to be fun. I want my family in Virginia, they all watch me, I want them to have fun watching me because they used to watch me and be like, yeah, we watched it. You know, we saw you do some lifts, but, like, I had some family, like, watch the pro just kind of told them, hey, like, you know, I'll just be, like, talking in it. And they're like, yo, this looks really cool. This is different from what you've been doing for the past seven years. They're like, yes, yeah, it's the same thing, but it actually just looks better. So <laughs> that's cool.
1: All right. So then what's your, because we're a pro negativity podcast, what's your least favorite thing in the sport currently?
0: That's mm, my least favorite thing in powerlifting.
1: This is where you get hot takes, by the way. What you say here is probably going to be used as a graphic, so get ready for it.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> let me think of it first.
1: This is this is called clickbait Ugh. time and uh, two white lights.
0: Okay. Least favorite thing.
1: Unless you're just not as jaded as Steve and I. Because I think we're now like, way too jaded where we're just complaining about a lot of shit. And, uh... <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess right now, just because of all the drama that happened, like the fact that people had to choose federations based off of political stuff was just super annoying. Mm -hmm. It was just annoying. Yeah. And like the fact that like people were like even asking me what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Leave me alone. I don't know. (laughs) So like, that's just stupid. Like, I just want to have fun. And I wish there was also way less federations. It's too freaking many. Mm-hmm. That annoys the hell out of me. Like, the fact that there are people who say they're world champions, and, like, they compete at, like, AAPF, I'm like, you're not. That
1: was definitely a AAPF. shot towards me, right? Like, that could not have been more clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the APF world champion. No, AWPC. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, get the label right. AWPC world champion. I'm an AAPF national champion two-time. Two-time. Let's see Russ do that. <laughs> Let's see Russ use a 65-pound but, squat bar with a monolift and no knee sleeves. I, I bet you it. adapted. You adapted to
2: situations that were not optimal. I mean, that, that's what world champions do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not a world champion unless you travel to the other uh, country, too. If you win it, if, depending on the location of worlds, it means more. So what happens when worlds is in America? Like, then it's like, well, you're not really a true world champion. You're from America. You didn't have to travel.
0: Well, no, 2023 might be in America. And they have a bunch of our nations coming. Yeah, I'm
1: making I'm making fun of people who say that. I had someone comment that because they said I said on two white lights that it's like I found it crazy that you would say that you would total 800 at IPF Worlds. I'm like, what the fuck do you guys think happens? like the trip to Sweden is not going to affect me if I do it right. Like I, and you don't I, have to cut. Yeah, exactly. It was such a There's dumb that. fucking, I, I remember I'm like, you serious? You don't think I, well, I could definitely total more than the second place guy. Like I had a really shitty, shitty meet at the Virginia pro and I totaled 800. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like that, that drove me like, oh yeah, the, tri- the fact that I go to Sweden makes what makes powerlifting difficult. No, it's the it's a weightlifting part and executing part. That's what makes it difficult. Not, the travel is hard. Don't get me wrong, but we're smart people. We know what to do. Travel beforehand, catch up to your sleep, get water in you, get food in you, and you will
0: be fine. It's a
1: little bit more difficult. I was
0: gonna part. say, they, it's so dumb. They have they have that idea because of Ryan. That's all Ryan talks about.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all he says. Well, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's employed by the IPF. At times, I think like on King of Lifts, there's like a fucking sniper. Like Gaston has a sniper. Like if they're about to say some shit about IPF, it's like, all right, motherfuckers, you're in our goddamn sights right now. So don't say anything bad. Because <laughs> I mean, like sometimes, like whenever there's about to be some shit talking about the IPF, it's like, well, we got to change the subject. And I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's what, <laughs> what I mean. Someone else noticed. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I think you know what a lot, flex says a lot too, and I get why they say it. Like, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is the hot take portion of the podcast. Um, I get why they say it. Like, traveling, I've I've done it before, believe it or not. Like, for my AWPC Worlds, tra- I did go to Manchester. I traveled for it. Like, of course, it's more difficult. Eight hour flights, twelve hour flights aren't easy. But you think about it. Like, you go three days before, four days before, you catch up on things and you do what you normally do um, here and try to have your schedule be the same, and, you know, the, and then all you got to do is do what you do, and that's lift weights at a very high level. You know, like that's, that's it. And I, I think a lot of people preach that. It. It's like, so what happens when they have it in America in 2023? Does it not count because you didn't travel? Like, it, what if it's in Orleans, what if it's in Florida and Taylor Atwood doesn't have to travel? Does it not count anymore? What if it's in Texas and Russ just, could just walk in there? Like oh, it's not even that impressive performance. Like what the like so shut up. And how can we talk about the European lifters too who don't have to travel and we then they like they they lost. It's like well, it wasn't difficult for them and that they're is here. True. I don't know. Fuck fuck that argument. I hate it. <laughs> See that I, and, that's, and that's why the I get blamed for all the shit that says on two white lights because I say stuff like this. I think
0: the only thing that I was kind of like okay, yeah, I have a point with is when what is it. He was talking to Russ maybe, but they were talking about how it was hard to like figure out food. They were like, literally it's not in their language and like they couldn't find like regular rice and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that, that would be tough. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know where the food is.
2: I would say that would be tough if they're going to Belarus again like a sweden uh, yeah. or a canada is a decently developed country I, i've got to think that that's not that hard to be able to kind of pick out and find food if you're going to belarus yes because you got to find which convenience store you don't get shot at that's numero uno of deciding how you get food yeah and then second then yeah they they, they might not have a a, a nice in and out
1: burger there i i well i do like that you said that can canada is a decently developed nation I do like that that was ended there. It's, like, it's decently are we going like, with this? Yeah, Canada is the, the, the time in their history where they were a third world country. You remember that time? <laughs> like, yeah, they're decent They also speak English in Canada, too. So it's relatively easy to communicate with them. Inside for, aside from Quebec, I think they refuse to learn English in Quebec, but um, or refuse people to, like, Gets, go outside of their homes too, based on COVID restrictions. But um, this is another pro, this is another anti Canada podcast. Uh, yeah, like I understand that part. Like Heather Connor came on the show and she's like, I didn't know what train to take when I was in Sweden. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't know that either. That would be the travel part would be difficult, of course. But again, yes. you're a, I mean, they're even though like they're professional athletes, they're high level. Prepare yourself like a professional athlete. Go to Worlds. Figure. Go there early. You know, provide yourself with that extra time and figure it out. Like, if you fuck it up, you're like, all right, well, Worlds isn't for four days. We're good. We'll make it. Unfortunate things happen, but it's like, like – like Keiko, right? Like Keiko – I think Nationals was harder for him because he had to, like, go from Orlando to Daytona. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Like, and he had like to figure out food too like i think i think worlds might have been an easier travel unless i'm missing something so it's just a series of unfortunate events but i don't know we got yeah that's uh i guess our anti worlds <laughs> discussion today but i uh, well it's also frustrating uh for for me as a podcast host like to answer all these questions like covering the sport and then not being even i have to answer all the questions about IPF worlds And I wasn't even good enough to be on the IPF world's team. And I'm I'm constantly like telling people news and my opinions on things. Like, wait, I'm not even on the fucking team. Like this doesn't affect me at all. None (laughs) of this shit affects me. Like I could I could I'm actually in a position where I could do whatever the fuck I want. I could do PLA tomorrow if I wanted and go back to the USAPL and get suspended from PLA. I could do that. I have that power. Like people in PLA can't do that.
2: Well yet. We will get we will get banned eventually. That's our goal. Our goal is to get banned by PLA for uh, libel and slander against the federation through our podcast.
1: I think we've been relatively nice. I'm sure nice. it'll happen. I think we've been relatively nice though. Right? Like so far. We have so
2: far until they hold their nationals and uh, the plywoods return to Home Depot after.
1: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, I can't I can't wait to get blamed for that comment. By the way, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to really want to compete against Delaney or something one day, and then something you said fucking gets me banned and not you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't find you. They can't, I remember
0: like... he talked about plywood.
1: <laughs> that fucking Angelo guy talked about plywood. Like, you had to tell me about that story. <laughs> I didn't know it. All right, Solana. Well, Steve, unless you have any other questions, anything uh, else on the outline there?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think I got everything. I just wanted to make sure we highlighted the fact of how good she lifter. She was Mm because again, we had her on the podcast and great podcast host, great coach, but phenomenal lifter too. So. Um, And phenomenal businesswoman, again, uh, we talked about it, but uh, really kind of was able to kind of market niche herself this year through Instagram in particular. And if you look, if you go look at her page, it's going to be very blatantly obvious, um, kind of their target audience and why it's working so well. So um, I know we've talked about on two white lights and we've kind of on our stories and whatnot, but we we kind of hope that like, we have two white lights, which we try to reach everyone, but obviously we have a a more dominant male demographic and the power of lifting. I don't think we've said the name of your podcast yet, have we? The power of lifting. So you can go check power in lifting the power in lifting okay nice little play on words there um uh we can, we can be able to kind of really kind of pro promote each other because if, if we're going to have a bigger male demographic, um, Solana is going to do very similar things, but more, more targeted audience to a female demographic, which we actually just did. We just did that with our two round tables, international discussions of trying to kind of make sure we kind of segment that accordingly to kind of hit all listeners. So, um, definitely check your podcast out. Cause I assume anyone listening to this, this was super fun. This is a super fun podcast. So if you mm-hmm. want more of this, Solana is just going to be doing the same thing, in the power and lifting.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. And also, we'd like to have you on more. Uh, You know, we have our unofficial co host, The Two Highlights, and we would like to hopefully have you as an unofficial co host as well. Um, Whenever we have something to talk about that is, you know, requires a third guest because me and Steve want to hear other opinions, we would love to uh, call Salon up and get her on the podcast. So, and also, and and it works. This is your, by the way, this is kind of just a test run. To see to see if see if there's catching I figured. Yeah. This is the we're not even releasing passed. we're not even releasing the episode. This is just this is just <laughs> this is just, this is just the uh, Yeah, we never pushed the record button. Yeah. Yeah, speaking okay. of which, I gotta make sure I fucking did that. <laughs> no, I did, okay. I must
0: say I'm pretty sure I heard I was, this meeting is being recorded. Yeah, I was
1: that was freaking <laughs> out. That was like oh shit, did I record? Yeah, that's up. That's nice. hilarious. But um thank you for coming on. Definitely check out Solana's podcast, The Power and Lifting. Definitely uh, check out the page. And also, good luck to your competitive powerlifting career. I and mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Arnold.
0: Yep, same to you.
1: All right, we'll see you guys next week.